When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D as always, Marky Davison. How you going, mate? Yeah, I'm going all right. I'm, uh, before we start the show, I got a, I got a question for you. Yeah. Why don't we, you know, when, when we're making toast, why don't we butter the other side of the bread? Plenty of butter all over your hands. Yeah, but is that not is that not wasting a piece of bread? No, because you got butter on the side of the bread. <laughs> <laughs> what a random question! Hey, it's morning time, and I was I was having some toast this morning, and I thought, how many times in the whole world every single person would only butter side one would only butter one side of the bread? And I was like, why don't we butter the other side? Can you get butter all over your hands? Yeah, but wouldn't it be wouldn't it be nicer to have a double piece of bread buttered? I don't know. <laughs> what a weird way to start this show. If, if you're tuning in to Touch Down Under live uh, for the first time or you're listening on the audio side, uh, not usually how we start this show. But but what I, I'm going to draw a parallel to the Steelers. How you probably feel about that segment is probably how we all feel about the win against the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Like the concept was good. The outcome was all right, but it was really, hey, really hey, messy. I had, I had to ask the question. I, I was just really, really thinking, there's no one in the world who does that. No one butters the other side. I'm like, why? Well, see, I don't have butter with a lot of things that people have butter for. Like, I don't put butter for jam. I don't do butter for Vegemite. I don't, 
I only put like butter if I'm having a ham sandwich. That's the only thing I put butter on it. And it's is not it, even butter. It's like an olive oil spread. Is it bad that I'd sometimes do butter and peanut butter on the same one? Well, no. A lot of people do. It's not a thing. It's not right. a thing. So, All right. That, that's, 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 the in, that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How is your bread buttered? Uh, but Marky D, how, how uh, are you doing this week? Um, after oh, that man. Oh, man. Man, I'm uh, pretty excited. The old Bengals start no uh, ended with a sack in Super Bowl, whatever it was, against the Rams, and they started with a sack, and then they they threw a pick six. So that was fantastic. Um, finally, place. got to enjoy the win, and I'm a bit more cheerier now because I like the TJ Watt news was really weighing on me. I thought if he's out for the whole season, that's gonna be man, that's gonna be tough. And also, like I want to watch the guy play. I think he's one of the best players to ever play the game right now. So um, knowing he'll be back in six weeks. I think it's good. Also, like Kazi and hopefully Austin come but, back to those dudes. But like, uh, yeah, just on that though with TJ, do you, are you worried they're going to rush him? Yeah, to a certain extent. I, look, I think if you're playing, playing if Devin's playing well enough, just wait to the bye or something like that. And then just after the bye, have a good 10-game stretch into the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Um, because we all know, like, playing sport and whatnot, even when you're, you say you're 100%, you're still like 80%. So coming back from injury... They, they say six weeks, but it could be like eight weeks until he's healthy. He's obviously done some damage to his uh, pectoral muscle. And yeah, no, it, like I, it, it did kind of suck. I was like, man, I don't want to watch another, I don't want to watch another season without like without water or one of the best players to play the game. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy he's back. And now the defense has got to step it up big time. Big time. Yeah, it's it's time. Ogan Joby, uh, it's time. Like Hayward's got to continue that. I think it's cool for Alex Highsmith as well. Um, we'll see what happens with Malik Reed. Uh, but you know what else this does? Our, they're drafting a uh, outside linebacker in the first three rounds next year's draft. One hundred percent. Would that Which be good depth, that, depth behind TJ yeah, Watt and Highsmith? They'll, they'll have to. They'll have to because well, Highsmith will be in his third season next year, going his fourth season. No, it's his fourth season. It's his third yeah, season yeah, yeah. this year. So it'll be his fourth year. Yeah. So, um, you know, he'll be coming off contract after that. And, you know, if he has a big year now, he might really set himself up for a nice payday. So I think it's going to be an interesting sort of situation um, from that perspective. But you're right in terms – how did you feel the defense went outside of TJ, though? I mean, obviously, Alex Highsmith did get the oh, three mate. sacks. Fantastic. I thought the secondary played really well, got the two picks. I thought Minka and Terrell – um, Terrell's not talked about enough. Alex Highsmith isn't talked about enough because of TJ's, um, of course, his play and then the injury. Uh, Cameron Hayward played awesome. I thought Ogan Joby had a good game too. Um, even Leal stepped up and played some some snaps too. And the middle linebackers played on fire too. Everyone wanted it felt like everyone wanted a tackle and they were geared up to play this game. Uh, of course, they were out there for 46 minutes. So that didn't yeah. that didn't help, you know. But um, I think overall the defense played really well for what the circumstances were. And they're on the field for a hundred plays, so that's a very long time. You know, snuck away with the uh, with the win, but um, you know, one of the most underrated guys on this defense right now is is I don't know what, what you think, but Alex Highsmith to me is getting three sacks, and and we the shows I've been watching, no one's really talking about it, and it's fantastic. Like, yeah, it's they talked cool. a little bit about on about it on Move the Sticks from a podcast perspective, um, so that that was kind of cool to hear that this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I also think, you know, I've been a big critic, like critic of the, or at least been concerned about the depth at cornerback. 
And I was really happy with the way they played. I was happy with Cameron Sutton, two pass defenses, two solo tackles. I thought Witherspoon and Levi Wallace played pretty well um, for the most part. I didn't, I got to say, and I know that Wallace isn't going to be a big hit tackler and a lockdown corner from a tackling perspective, but I thought his effort on Jamar Chase was a bit flimsy. Well, he, that, he was terrible. That touchdown, like that, like, I'm like, mate, you're not stopping anyone tackling like that. You're not stopping a 10 year old. <laughs> yeah. He, he, um, Jamar Chase lit us up the whole game. You know, he was the one of the, the and so did Mixon to a certain degree as well. But I thought overall, secondary played pretty well. Minka's, Minka's playing out of his mind, getting that pick six and then and roaming around the field. Um, and also, even Terrell, too. Terrell was moving down into the box, and Trey Nor was staying back at safety where they were going to put Demonte Kazi there. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Kazi does come back to the to the defense. This, to me, this defense gets it. Like, they're getting it. They know, they know how to play. They just need help from the offense. Like, man. I wrote down the other day, 20, 23 minutes and 12 seconds was the amount of time the offense was on the field in, in regular in the regular in the regular game. That's bad. They, they, they need they need to convert first downs and not doing that. So the thing know. for me that like is gonna be a problem and everyone's like, oh no, no, sit sit Kenny Pickett. And even I was like that a bit the first few weeks in the O line. I still think you gotta get like even if you gotta eat zero and three and we're not, we're one and oh. Like, I was like, just get through the Browns. But how is this any different to 2019? Right with now? um, with, uh, with didn't, like didn't, 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 Devlin and Mason Rudolph, right? Like with mm. Duck and Rudolph, and like Najee injured is like Connor, right? And Connor, you know, was injured in and out as well. So it's kind of, I just that offense does just have to hold on to the ball more. And I'm sorry, like I saw, I, I hadn't read that article. It's from another Steelers. Steelers you know, media outlet, if, if that's what you want to call it, about Matt Canada praising a two-yard gain at training. If if Matt Canada thinks we're going to win in the NFL with like two and three-yard gains, then yeah, we've got a problem. Too. I don't want to. Be, I don't want to be like a naysayer after you want to know against the Bengals, but like, and and you know what, they could probably play exactly the same way and come up with a win this week against the Patriots. But it's <laughs> you're not going to win Did nine it? games playing like that. <clears throat> you're just not. Didn't he say something like he was like okay with two yards, but he wants to get to four at least or something along those lines? If you get four, if you get four yards on the first down, no matter how you do it, that's really good because that sets mm. you up. You've then Second got two six. downs to get yeah. six yards, so you can choose to run it and have a go, or you can you know do a pass, and if it doesn't work, you can dump it off and see what you get, and then you get another crack at it. But if you're going to be happy on second and third down with two and four yards every time. You, you're going to have a problem. Like to win in this league, you've got to throw the ball around because they'll just load the box. Like, yeah. And I don't know how Pickens, unless he was injured. And I said this on Warren this week. How does Pickens get one reception, three targets, one reception for three yards? They never, they never went his way. It was, it was quite this odd. And also, point. like with the with like, his offense nah. too, it does seem like the exact same, but with a mobile quarterback now. But still, like, I'm not a big fan of these reverses. They, they, they use Claypool six times, and I'm just not a fan. Uh, I did hear one podcast in the YouTube world say, well, that, that's, that's a, you know, Claypool ran well. Uh, look, he had one big play where Warren was out there running in front of him. At the same time, I'm just not a fan of these reverses, man. The defense is too fast. 
they're way too quick to, to pick it up. Maybe once every now and then, like in that game where Steven Sims got the reverse when no one expected it. I'm telling you, no one did. And he ran away for 20, 30 yards. But the Matt mm. Canada offense right now, there's a lot of pressure. Like the, the, there needs to be a change. And I, I, I'm, I really hope they don't waste this defense this year because I think th- there's so much talent on this offense. Can you imagine if they? Can you imagine if they do? Can you imagine if like the, another year we we talk about a wasted? And you know what? Even me, like I wondered about how, whether Big Ben had it or not. But you do sit there and you're like, is this what we saw with Big Ben? But at least he could dial it's it up very, in the fourth, right? Like it's you know very similar, man. And like. You know what? There, there. If you look at the positive, look, Trubisky, he he got out of the the Bengals stadium with a win and got the the big pass. But at the same time, man, the same time, like he didn't do anything till he got that till he got that flag in the free play. To in my opinion, and the pass to DJ was over his head. It was a great catch, fantastic catch over his head. Um, the weird flea flicker was cool to see, but that's a gimmick play. You can't always rely on them. And the one pass where Claypool caught the, the at the two-yard line was out of his reach, and he, and he brought that in too. So I'm just not confident in this offense, which is really hard to say because the defense is is top top five, in my opinion. It can, with, with TJ Watt, it can be. Yeah, Seven sacks and, and four interceptions. I'll bring up the, this is a live chat and then I'll, I'll expand on that point from Michael O'Malley. And Michael says Belichick is 35 and 36 without Giselle's wife. <laughs> 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 um, I, I just, I love that. But the thing that like, you know, and I'll bang this drum. I'm going to look, look at it a little bit on War Room this week. But like when they picked Kenny Pickett, right? I was really thrilled about that because I didn't think Malik Willis was ready to go. And I thought if you're going to pick a quarterback in the situation where you go get the guy that's NFL ready that you know really, really well, right? And as soon as I was picked, I was on the BTC Zoom, you know, BTC staff Zoom, draft Zoom party thing. And people, like, immediately I was starting to talk about how Kenny Pickett throws it into the middle of the field and what that does and his accuracy, particularly, you know, intermediate, like 20 to 40 yards and beyond. Oh, sorry, 10 to 20 yards and then 20, 20 plus. And if you look at last year, a lot of it was kind of like a horseshoe where we threw down the sidelines or we threw, you know, like within zero to 10 yards, you know, whether it was in the middle of the field, left or right or on the right side. You look at what Trubisky did last week from Next Gen Stats, it's literally a big U shape again. Right. Nothing in the middle of the field. Mm. If you look at the quarterbacks that are on winning teams at like like double digit wins year in year out, including this season, well, and the teams that are throwing for three hundred plus yards, you've got to throw it into the middle of the field. And I, for the life of me, I can't understand. And I know we don't have Juju Smith Schuster anymore, but between having Freemuth, Claypool, Pickens, even Deontay, any of those guys can line up in the slot. You know, I know Austin's out. I know they wanted to use Anthony Miller there. But Haywood can, you know, Connor Haywood should be playing that sort of that, you know, that sort of role going down the middle, you know, for a bit as well and getting open and causing a mismatch in an H-back role or, you know, this tight end role. I, I can't understand how we can't throw it into the middle of the field. And I know that quarterbacks move away from there because there's a lot of traffic. And when you're having to throw short, it's really hard to, it's really hard to throw to that part, you know, the middle of the field, right? And so that's where you need your O-line holding up. 
But I'm starting to get the feeling that it's the Matt Canada offense of not throwing it down the middle, in the at least in the NFL of what he's done so far. And that worries me because like, you look at where the Patriots were good. They did throw into the middle there. They did throw into the scene. They did throw like, to running backs making cuts. You look at the way Alvin Kamara carves it up every year. He's carving it up when he's in the in receiving game because he's like doing these drag routes or crossing routes straight through the middle of the field. That's where the space is. Because when you if you get into space against a defender and you've got that distance between the offender or you you're someone that's got really good acceleration, you're gonna get you you are gonna get like really good yak yardage. And that 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 is what sustains drives. And it it's a real con- it, like it is a real concern for me because it uh, it's just it's the way it is, no matter who's back there right now. And Kenny Pickett is accurate in the middle of the field. So I, I just and, and yeah, that's why I wasn't really like overly happy with the win as well because I think we could we we should have lost that game twice. I've never been on a, such an emotional roller coaster. And yes, it's our Steelers who do that to us the last three years. It seems like for a very long time. But we lost the game twice, and then we went up winning with the Chris Boswell field goal. But it is 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 Matt Canada playing it safe? What's what is real? Like how do we? What is really happening with this offense? You've got such talented players, and you're doing little gimmicky plays where you're not running Najee north and south. Like, you know, those um, uh, shovel passes and stuff like that. Yeah. To Clay but I can understand as well, like if you've got Pickens, right, and Claypool, two big bodies, huh? like, I know this sound like, you know, and you know, you, you have, we haven't coached college or NFL, but like at the end of the day, you should be sending them down on enough plays that the defense goes, oh, oh crap. Like even overthrow, even if you were strategic enough to say, Okay, mm-hmm. they're not open, but overthrow them, right? If the defenders there, and I know things yeah. happen split second, but show a bit of gamesmanship and get the defense thinking, hey, they are going to stretch the field, right? Then, like, I, I just or, or purposely, like, you might miss and throw it out, but get the defense thinking. Right now, every team in the league knows when you play the Steelers, they're throwing it zero to ten to the sides. That's about it. What about um, they used Oshesky as well? I saw like a, a little Twitter clip uh, video. They used Oshe- um, Oshesky in the blocking game and he got like lit up, you know, on the outside edge. Why are they using a, a guy like that to to run block when they should be putting in someone else? Well, exactly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> but the thing is, is that like the thing that I, the thing that I'm concerned about a little bit in that offense as well regarding this area is like, Trubisky does do well with a good tight end. So I would love to see that they go out this week and they think about where they bring in Connor Haywood. They think about free move. They think about, I mean, I talked a little bit in the last couple of weeks before the, um, before we started the season around playing Claypool in a Carl Pitts style role, right? Just to get him some ball. Like, I, like that to me is the creativity. Everyone running around behind the line of scrimmage, confusing each other. It's like it's not that creative. Can I, can I just make a point here? I got uh, Pedro here on Facebook. Yeah, I saw that one. If we if we don't talk about Trubisky in, in extended length, there's no point of a podcast. Let's put it that way, okay? So don't give us this slack, man. Just you know, uh, you know, can you give up on the dude or whatever? If we don't talk about Trubisky in length, there's no point in the podcast. Like, I'm what, also what like the other, thing, the other thing I'll say is that's a fair view. That's a fair view about him not playing against a real defense. 
But quarterbacks don't get picked round one in the NFL if they don't have some prospect. And the Steelers picked, went out and got the best free agent quarterback available. And then they drafted the best quarterback available in the draft. Even if they plan to sit him, that's how they're choosing to use a first round draft pick. There are plenty of players that would have helped the O-line, the defensive line, cornerback, wide receiver. There are a lot of players they chose to pass over to pick Kenny Pickett. So, all I, all I'm, and there is a difference. Kenny Pickett is an incredibly accurate passer in the middle of the field. That's all I'm saying. So if it's Trubisky isn't comfortable there, they've got something to think about. But as we've rightly said, if it is Canada and his system of not throwing into the middle of the field, then Canada is not going to be successful in the NFL. And I'll just say that straight out. He, he will not be. College, maybe, well, but college people are open. I, I don't think he is at the moment, really, from what we're seeing with this offense. And like nothing to me, and we keep trying to, I guess, uh, stick up for this Matt Canada offense all the time, right? And it doesn't seem to be getting any better. They what, they ran the ball 70 yards, what, 4 point, four point yards a carry? Couldn't, couldn't move off third down. And if Matt Canada's happy with two yards a carry, it just doesn't seem like he's, it seems like he's playing it very, very safe and not planning to win and take, yeah, taking and advantage I mean, of the is- defense. And, and Pedro rightly says, and, and I completely can understand what you're saying, that he sometimes, Kenny, got, got happy feet to a degree. I did think he was better in the previous season. Um, and so that Mitch will have a better time. I agree. But this is the other thing is that if, if let Mitch create plays, as you so rightly said, then Marky D, like let him move around and throw. I'm just concerned because, and, and David Muse brings it up in the live chat about, you know, Ben had so much success passing to the sidelines. The problem is that this was something we, I mean, when we were doing shows two years ago, I complained that Ben didn't throw it into the middle of the field. <laughs> like, and, and we talked about, and, and that, that was at the time when we picked out, you know, Pat Freemuth and we were like, well, now he's got a big target that he can throw it into the middle of the field that, you know, does have really good hands. And we saw that in the red zone in Pat Freemuth's rookie year last year at times. So I, I'm just saying that I don't think they're scheming well enough to throw it into the middle of the field. And they, they can't run the football. The O-line still needs to get it together. And, I, and it did look better. You know, it did. But you, you, you can't, you're you not going to win games throwing it short into the sideline only on offense. It, they've got to be, they've got to run the ball better. They've got to throw into the middle of the field. They've got to throw deep passes. Like if you think about those four things I said as pillars, we're relying on one pillar right now or like one one limb of two arms and two legs. How well are you gonna? How well can, are you gonna go playing on with one limb? Can you like, not, can you win games in the well. NFL? The offense scoring only seven points. Pardon, like, the, the, uh, the, can you win games in the NFL where the offense only scores seven points? Because that's what we did pretty no. much did last week. Exactly. Exactly. It, it looks bad, man. It looks really bad. That's why. And also, like, what's the point? What's the, like they may as well, You know what they may as well do right now? They may as well trade Mitch Trubisky to the Dallas Cowboys and get Sam Williams or Demarcus Lawrence or some other like pass rusher and we'll play Mason Rudolph because Rudolph can Rudolph can do Mm. what Trubisky's doing right now. Right. So you may as well get someone to fix the loss of TJ Watt right now. But if you want to, you know, if you want to leverage the talent you got there and I know it's only week one, the, the concern for me is, and I, again, I know they had two weeks to scheme for it. If they thought the defense was going to shut them down, fine. And you just, you don't want to, as Tomlin says, it's not about killing us. But as I've talked about on different shows, like, and even when you, you know, you've missed shows, Mark, as well, 
when we've talked about it a lot, to win, to go to the Super Bowl, you are going to have to win a certain number of games throughout the playoffs and regular season where you score more than 30 points. You are going to have shootouts. Like we had a couple last year, Chargers, Vikings. This team doesn't look like it could, or as you just said, it only scored seven points. Seven. And I know it's only week one. Off a turnover as well, by the way. Exactly, right? And I know it's only week one, but is this really, like, again, Matt Canada offense, I, we've not seen anything lightning different in the preseason. It's just, it's a worrying trend, particularly with Najee potentially battling some sort of ongoing injury. That's all. It's just, and this is what the title's about. It's, Will the Steelers fight and will they fight back and will they be able to like get all these things done or will they, or will it be flight? Well, that's just, that's all we can do. Oh, well, we'll see how we go. Like it's, it's going to be interesting and I hope they do fight. And I, when I say that, like, I think even on defense, they're playing outstanding. Anyone can see that. It's really the offense is that really struggling to say, well, you got a long season and you're, you know, there's nothing really – like, he says – he says, you know, kind of like the creative offense, right? But it's not really. It's so predictable in the certain plays that they do. And this is and what, like and, – and it's fair, like, you know, M. Marcus in the live chat says it's only one game, relax, give the offense time, you know, to yeah, mesh. True. It's completely offense. <laughs> it is. But what's what's the one consistent thing? It's Matt Canada right now. What's the one consistent thing they're doing? They're throwing it short into the sidelines. Yeah, but also it's it's happened last year as well. It's not. It's not. No, no. Why you would you, you don't draft a poor you don't draft George Pickens and you, and you throw it to him three times in that game? Like you know what? No offense, uh, Marcus thirty nine. That that's a poor take. It's not just one game. It's it's for, it's all the, the extended games from last year as well. Okay, it's not just one. No, game. no. Yeah, but I no. I see what he's saying with the new offense. But all I'm just saying is is what you probably were going to say there is that this is Canada is the constant. The scheme that you're doing is constant. And you know what? Why why waste a second round? I, I'm get quite frustrated about this. Why waste a second round draft pick on Pat Freemuth? Why waste a second round draft pick on George Pickens if you're not going to use these fellas? Like they should have drafted O-line so that they could sit back there with all the time in the world to throw these dumb slants. Like Look, I hope they can figure it out because they, they have such a talented offense, you know, skill-wise with Deontay and all these guys, like you said, Pickens and Muth. And look, I think Muth had a pretty big game. We got the positive. He had a really good game, right? He got that, that Yeah, that he last did, but if you look up. up until the mid-fourth mid quarter, like, you know, he hadn't done a lot. But And that's not on Muth. It's about how much ball you're getting. I just, they've got to hold on to the ball. And it, it goes back to what you were saying at the start of this area of the podcast where you talked about, Giving and, and I want to flip to the defensive side. You talked about giving the defense a break and not forcing the defense to have to do the whole thing. That's the you know, and so in in that vein, like who are you? I guess going into week two now against the Patriots, we do have TJ Watt missing. You and I briefly covered earlier about who needs to step up. But is there a particular position group? Or is there a particular player? Like, obviously, we know Highsmith's going to have to, you know, be, you know, the center of the pass rush from the outside linebacker perspective and fill in for TJ in whatever way he can. Is there another area of the defense that you are particularly looking to basically take a bigger role this week? Bill Bill Belichick is going to try and run this ball down our throat. They're going to they're going to yeah. pull guards. They're going to use the two back set uh, with Stevenson and I think the other dudes is it is it uh, Harris? I can't remember the other dude's name. Um, 
I don't remember the other dude's name. Anyways, yeah, well, they've got try... Damien Harris and Deontay Harris. I think it's going to use. Yeah, yeah, they're going to try and run down. Like if, if if Bill can control the game, line of scrimmage, and get things moving, and pushing our defensive line on the back foot. Um, well, I don't really see that happening. I, I think this defensive line is a bit different than it was last last year. Cameron Hale looks better. Tyson Lewis looks pretty good in there too. Even Leal and um, Ogan Joby are playing well. So to me, it comes down to if they're running the football and they're getting the first downs, then Mac Jones is going to go on a play action. Mac Jones will be more comfortable. So I think running game is going to be key to, to if you can stop that. Um, I, I, I reckon we can take, I reckon a secondary with Minka back there can, can, can formulate a scheme or Terrell Austin can formulate a scheme to where he can shut down most of these pass these uh, pass catches, right? And if the pressure gets to the quarterback, I don't I don't mind seeing that. It's just if they start running over us like they did in 2021, that's a problem. And Bill Belichick, man, he's a mastermind. He's gonna figure this. He's gonna figure this stuff out, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but he's in a he's in a in a in a you know precarious, precarious situation too. Like with Mac Jones, like he hasn't got his Tom Brady back there no more. You know, it's a lot different. <laughs> it's a lot different um, offense to see what he's doing. And he's now 0-1 and Miami Dolphins played a good game against them. All right. So the Patriots aren't the same old Patriots anymore, but still they're going to come here with, uh, you know, a lot of fight. They, they, they're going to come with a lot of fight, I think, yeah, to play us. And if they can run the ball more better than we can or hold possession, like there's no way. And this is why I find funny about this, the Matt Canada offense. You can't hold the ball for 23 minutes. You lose. You got to lose because we won't be getting five turnovers this week. We might get one or two, but if you if you hold it for less than less than twenty three minutes, it's like that's a long time. But you know what I like? I I, what worries me is like if Najee Harris is not ready to go this week. I said it in the Slack channel earlier in the week. Don't play him. Don't play him. Like play Warren. Play the other guys. Like let him recover because we're gonna if we cut like more than holding the ball this week, we're gonna need to hold the ball against the Browns. Right? Like we are gonna need to hold the ball against the Browns because they're gonna ground and pound us. Right. The longer we have the ball, the longer Chubb and um, yep. go behind and don't have the ball. Right. Hunt. So like this is. So I'm just sitting there with Jalen Warren. Like give him a go. Like run it up the run it up the guts with him. You know, like really show that. Like he looks good too, man. He looks just... he looked he looked good last week. He he blocked well. He, he did, man. He ran okay because of a few few short times, but he was out there, you know, looking like a true steal. Like he blocked. Uh, I think Claypool almost took that linebacker out to lunch. Like he looked pretty funny out there, dude. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like uh, so, from from I guess from that perspective, um, I agree with you on definitely running the ball. I think. Moving to the defense, which is what I want to talk about, I think their inside linebackers are really important in this game, right? I think, you know, how Miles Jack and Devin Bush, Devin Bush can have a big, big game this week, or at least do better than what he's done to date. Still, like, we're going to be able to really take it to the Patriots, you know? And I want to see with TJ gone, how those, how Jack and Bush are being brought in to rush Mac Jones as well. Because if we can bring a, like that mm-hmm. that sort of a rush down the middle of the, the down the middle there, and, and you know, s- you know, um, disrupt those slant passing lanes, that short middle of the field for Mac Jones, that's going to be really really important. But particularly because Mac Jones is injured right now, you, you know, he's got those, those back spasms and what have you. He's not coming into this game like, oh my god, I'm feeling great, and they're not coming off a win, right? So the pressure's on for him. So the more we can do to make him feel uncomfortable. He's only a second-year quarterback as well, right? 
Do you think this is a this is more of a Cameron Hayward game too? He he played out outstanding in week one. He did, but the problem the problem that you see right in a game like this is with TJ out. We saw it last year with Tuit. Teams can now double up against Hayward. Like everyone's going to know right. who's going to be bringing it on. It's Hayward, right? The right. Patriots are going to be very aware about scheming Highsmith out. So really, this is an Ogunjobi Malik Reed game, right? right? This is where, and that's why I think. Devin Bush and Miles Jack need to step up because I re- like I really think they're going to have to be able to be really solid in that middle, so the other guys don't have to do too much. That's that's the piece, right? And I like you know I we talk about being creative. Like, can they on certain plays in you know whether they're if they're playing the nickel or the dime, can they put Miles Jack on the edge, for example, or you know Devin Bush in like a speed sort of run? Like, how are they going to play that? I think that's going to be the interesting piece as well, um, particularly in the way Belichick schemes with this offense. But all, what I would say is I think this game is going to be a difficult one to watch. I think there's going to be a lot of punting. I think there's yeah. going to be like a lot of short drives. Um, but as, as you said, I think it's whoever doesn't, the team with the least amount of turnovers and who holds the ball the most wins. And I know that you can say that for any game, but this game is 100% going to be decided about that. Well, like, you I can't say the overall you can't under say... is like, I think the overall under was like 41 and a half or something, right? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be under, but even last week, you held the, the, the Bengals held the ball for, for 46 minutes and they should have won, but I, I'm with you all the way. This is a, this is the game where I think Mac Jones will probably struggle. I don't really see him scoring too many points um, uh, versus us and versus our defense because they're playing some, some solid defense. Like they're going crazy. And at the same time, I'm not confident in our offense. Like you have all the superstars, and they're not doing anything. You you watch. Look, as okay, as a fan perspective, pure fan. Look, I don't know. I don't know much about coaching that kind of stuff. I just watch my team and have fun. I watch all the other games around the NFL, Maddie. And what do you what do you see? You see the big passes, forty yards. You see the, the wide receivers getting wide open, and you just don't see that with this Steelers offense. I feel like we say that. I feel like we say that every three or four weeks during the season and off season. I, like I, I know. Other teams seem to be able to throw for 300 yards. I, I, I just don't it, get it. And they the have worse O-linemen than us. What is it? Is it is it the route concept where they're not developing the routes to get open well enough? I saw a pass in the, the Seahawks game where Russell Wilson to Jerry, Jerry Judy or whatever, and he was wide open. He could beat his man. He was open by 10 yards. I have not seen that in a long and time. And Deontay gets like one of the biggest, like biggest release distances in the NFL for wide receivers. Like... Oh, just, like, what, is, is it scheme? Is it the defense that they know they're not going to throw it in these certain places so they're not going to attack there? Is it they is that, Have they figured out Matt... Is, is every single owner figured out Matt Canada they're not telling him that they know? <laughs> like, I, I look around the league and I go, there's something missing in this offense that we used to see. We used to be... Maybe we were so like... Um, you're used to seeing AB and, and those guys tear it up with Big Ben. Like, that was so much fun in 2016, 2017 fantastic offense and Le'Veon Bell and it's now it's just like it's, it's not fun anymore <laughs> sorry to say but it's not not as fun as it used to be Najee Harris still hasn't got a big touchdown yet he's got one in his career for 40 yards I mean look it's, it's not the AFC West like it's not we're not in a division right. that's known for you know throwing the football round but I uh <laughs> I do know what you mean it's as I say, I worry because there are a certain number of games per season that you need to you're gonna need to be able to put points on the board. And I just without Ben drawing plays up in the dirt, you know, so to speak, 
I just don't know if this team has that right now. And that's, you but know, as know. I said, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that when you you are so one, to keep the analogy out earlier in the show, one limb focused, right? You know, like if you're only going to rely mm. on short passing into the sidelines, then yeah, you're going to have a real, it's, it's going to be a problem for you. You're just not going to have a versatile enough offense, which is going to keep the defense guessing. And so therefore they, they're going to be able to make plays because you become predictable. You remember the days that you just like Big Ben will go out there in the first drive, like back in his, his youth days and just like chuck a 50-yard bomb to like Matavius Bryant. And you're like, yes, let's go. Yeah, I mean, but Ben, ben was a franchise quarterback. <laughs> like, you know, we got we to gotta remember that, right? Like, you know. I just miss him, mate. I miss him. I miss him. I just want to see the offense be successful. And I, I think there's the skill plays are there, but like to me, is it Canada? I'm just, I'm on the but Canada I, like, hate someone, train. I forgot who it was, but one of our BTC colleagues said that this O-line was better than the one in 2008. And I said, is it, is it better than that O-line? Because I don't know about that. Uh, look, prove me wrong, Canada. Go out there and score 40. Just go do something. <laughs> That's my expert opinion. Go and just, I, I look around the league, man. I'm like, it's, it looks so fun to be in my home's team. <laughs> Doesn't it? They look fun to be that or like a, a Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen team. They look pretty fun. So I'm not saying I'm switching. I'm not switching around. I'm not switching. I think, to blue. I, I think it was in response to that. Quinton Shelby on the Facebook side said, it's not. not. Right. <laughs> the O-line. I, agree, I agree with you. It's, it's like... Um, but all right, so going on to the Patriots side of the foot, like this game, is there a, someone on the Patriots that you think n- needs to basically is going to be the, the match winner for them that the Steelers, if they can stop that person from having a big game, they'll, they'll go a long way to winning this game. Yeah. Like I said, probably the running backs, the, the bloke Harris, I don't know his first name. I forget his first name. I think it's and, Damon uh, Harris. They've got Damon, Damon Harris, Harris and Ramon J. Stevenson. Yeah, those those two dudes, I think if they run over us, it's going to be big trouble. Um, of course, this is a big game for Mac Jones. Like, it does come down to the quarterback play, right? Uh, Mac Jones heading into Heinz Field slash Akershaw Stadium. Uh, this is this is a huge game for him. Zero and one and his, his I guess, confidence. Like, I wouldn't want to verse a, a, a Steelers defense like this now. Like, not at all. Not with Minka back there. Like, you've, you've got to contend with, like, all the players, you know, the middle linebackers. Alex Highsmith off the edge, and you still got to try and find the football, and then Minka's lurking around. Um, yeah. Like I, I think I remember last year too. You you were picking certain points where Minka would pick it off, right? And this this yeah. seems like the year that he's doing it. Like he seems like he's roaming around the field and, and getting involved. You look down sometimes, and he's like involved in a tackle, and you're like, where did he come from? <laughs> I I was actually quite surprised. <laughs> I didn't expect him to completely pull back from last year's tackles. But Minka had ten solo tackles in this game. He had fourteen tackles. And a punt block. I mean, and, and a kick, and a kick, a field goal block. Like he, I, I would say, yeah. If, if it's Patriots, maybe Mac Jones needs to be wary of uh, Minka because he's so coming into. If he has another three or four special team, let's say he blocks another three punts this year, right? He's let's say he scores another three or four touchdowns, finishes the year with six or seven interceptions. At what point is he in the right? What in what point do we start thinking about an MVP for the league, right? I, I, I love no no and I say this because like it's just talked about in the NBA circles a lot, like in terms of are you the most valuable player to your team to win? And it's the same thing. Like in the NFL, it's just if you're a quarterback, you get it, right? Like Cooper Cup, people are like, yeah. oh, maybe he was challenger there. But like 
most valuable player, like theoretically in my mind, should be the team that the, the player that helps that you know they're the difference well, maker with the meeting for the team. Like he won that game for the Steelers. Oh, big he time. blocked that punt and he scored that touchdown. He won that game and he had the most tackles. Like without me, like without Ninka, they would have lost by twenty points. It's funny what it's funny what the NFL does because what the NFL does is they hyped up uh, Josh Allen last week and and like they did like the whole stat line like four TDs or whatever it was in all the yards and then someone wrote a comment on Facebook like well you forgot to add his two picks <laughs> you know so they're trying to like you know always build up the quarterback but I agree with you um, Minka is it was the game changer and he, he pretty much won them put him in, in the chance to win in the game yeah the, the pick six he had the, he blocked he blocked the field goal that's unbelievable. You know, and, and 10 solo tackles means he's actually feeling comfortable in the defense and he's figuring out the offense. Like he's 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 being where he needs to be. And that's why I like the pairing of him and him and Terrell Edmonds together. Because they go so well together. They, and they, they I, I could I could see him take advantage he could take advantage of Mac Jones. And and look, Ken in the live set <clears throat> live chat says that they'd need to um to get, get us to for the safety to get MVP, you'd need to score a TD per game with three interceptions and four sacks. I get that, but the concept of what I'm saying is that he is like an absolute difference maker. And, you know, if, if he, as I said, if he hits some of the stats that I brought up, you know, as we sort of talked about it in this segment, like he, his contract looks cheap at this point in time, right? Like if the Steelers would hold the, the opponents to like, you know, 10 points a game or 13 points a game, like I think the Ravens did one year in 2000, I think the Steelers did yeah. like in, in 2008. Then he'd have a chance to go and maybe win MVP of the whole league, but then it kind of—I thought—I think it kind of throws all the other awards out because then then you got to think, well, who's going to be offensive player of the league? That's going to be the quarterback, but then who would have been the guy under him? Yeah, and I've heard a push. Yeah, and I heard a lot of push this offseason around. They're thinking, and I'm not—I didn't want to talk about like MVP awards. It's just more to emphasize the point about just how special Minka is, but. Just on that point, you know, I've heard a lot of talk where they're saying the offensive player of the year award should now go to a non-quarterback because it's it like the way that the MVP award is skewed towards the quarterback. It's like oh, it's always quarterback in reality, isn't it? They get like forty touchdowns or forty-five. They got they got the ball in their hands. You can't give it to an O lineman. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that if you gave it to uh, Chicks of for. You know, I don't know, like, well, like there's someone like that, like, Mate, uh, that like who? Wait, that guy won't win anytime <laughs> soon. Sorry. All right, Mason Cole. Mason Cole, he's the MVP. He holds the ball the most. All right. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's it's a it's a funny one. Um, but Minka's Minka's playing nuts. The lights out. I mean, I, I'm I'm so excited to see. Like, I, I like this secondary man. I really do. I, I like what he's doing with this this team to get that pick six and to, to run away with it, and then you just got to hold the ball. Canada, just get some first down. I don't even care if you get three first downs and punt it. Do something. Yeah, and this is this is it. Like, and that's where I was talking about more of the offense before. Is like I'm not expecting the Steelers to score 40 points a game, right? They don't need to with that defense, but you can't make that defense play that many 100, snaps. Hundred times. What's that? That's 1,700 snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that if it was a it was seventeen hundred snaps and they're like, all right, and then people go, well, how are we losing the playoffs? Because your team played seventeen hundred snaps in the regular season. That's why, you know, people wonder about like Najee, like like at the end of the season, battered and bruised. I'm like, he had three hundred and eighty one touches as a rookie, guys. Like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, football is a funny thing, isn't it? It's a it's a it's a funny thing. 
But it's easy to play armchair expert as well, right? Oh, so like, that's what we do. That's what we do for a living. <laughs> you know, like that's it, right? But it's just, it's not, you know, and you got to go with the highs and the lows, but just, it'd just be fun to come, to watch, a, you know, a game. Particularly, it's not even cold yet. That's the other frustrating thing. It's 1 yeah. p.m., it's warm weather. Like it's no, no, warm something, weather, right? something like, just feels but like it's just you, you sit there stressing like the whole game. I know. You know? And it, it's like, you know, in your heart, you're like, yeah, the Steelers can do it. And then you, your head's like, oh man, nah, it's done. Like even Cam Hayward said he walks at the sideline after they scored the touchdown. He's like, oh, it's over. And then someone, and everyone's like, no, 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 let's see about the kick. Like apparently Danny, Danny Smith said to him, like, you know, no, 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 we've got, we've got to, we've got to like line up and block that kick. And he's like, Oh uh, yeah, whatever, and kind of like put his helmet down, and then see he knows they blocked the kick, and he's like, "Oh, we're back on the field." It's like, "Yeah, we got more football." I'm like, "Yeah, even the players are like feeling like this, right?" Like, oh, we 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 dead the Steelers dead set lost twice, and I I I, I said on my live stream that I do, and I gave up. I was like, I want, I don't care who wins. I was like, does someone win? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm so done with the up the down. Even the Chris Boswell like hit the the post. I was like. Kidding. Kidding. But so. the good thing is, the good, like, I will say this. The great thing is, before I want to do one last piece before before we close out the show, last year we had the draw against the Lions, and that made things a little bit difficult in terms of playoff schedule. We had to go away to the Chiefs. This We could look back on this game, and a game that a lot of people thought yep. us losing in Cincy against True. the Bengals. I, who I, went I, to I the know Super where you're Bowl, going. Right? Where you're going. And the Bengals, will still, the Bengals will play really well this season. At the end of the day, we're one and zero in the division. We're one and zero against the team that's like most likely mm-hmm. to top the division. We've got the game breaker against them for the AFC, and this is, as I say, this is one most people would chalk to a loss, even if they thought Steelers were getting nine wins. Patriots are looking worse than what people expected too. We can go into Cleveland two and zero on a short week, but that that does release the overall pressure around this team. And so we don't want anyone, any of the listeners, whether you've been listening live or you're listening on the audio side, to sit here and thinking we're down and out on this team. We're not. What we're saying, though, is that it's going to have to get better going for the rest of the season. Like, it's going to have to go getting better. And build on what you were able to do, right? Absolutely take advantage of the fact you were able to get those turnovers. You were able to win that game despite missed kicks. Here's a, here's a quick take. Are we beating, you know, it's ages away, but are the Steelers beating Joe Flacco? Because I, I reckon that should be – if we if, if if Joe Flacco Jets beat us, I'll be so disappointed. Bad Joe Flacco. Did you no, like, did you watch him last week? He still you did, you did, you did. You didn't okay. watch him, did Well, how about, how about this? How about this? He still threw for 300 yards. Nah. We didn't even do that. Mitch Trubisky didn't nah, even throw for looked... 200 yards. I, nah, you can't bag that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can. But... Go watch Go watch the game. He's real bad. I Terrible. watched some of it. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but he still <laughs> threw for 300 yards. <laughs> Hey man, he looks like a statue back there. He looks he looks worse. He looks worse than, than uh Trubisky or Ben. What's bad. You, you don't don't defend Flacco. Come on, mate. Jesus. I'm just, I'm just saying, like <laughs> How does that make you feel? Through What's that? double what Mitch Trubisky threw last week. Well, I'm just saying if we lose a Flacco, I'll be oh man. We just won. The defense just... will rip them apart. Yeah, I can't wait. That's what I'm saying. Everybody lights out. Uh, all right. So I wanted to bring it back last week, but we had bad on the show and it just kind of, you know, we went the way we went. But um, I want to bring back our punts of the week, you know, where we do our big gamble or our big bet of the week. I, I missed that last week. 
Um, want to bring right. that back for the season. I'm going to actually log them, not like last year where we just sort of got a bit lost <laughs> in it. So do you have a punt of the week? And for those that are new listeners, punt of the week. In Australia, we say going on the punt. It's like going yeah, betting you know, having you know a gamble. What? So uh, this is a bit of a bold prediction. So what do you got? I got uh... – I got. Uh, let's go. Let's go. A weird one. Let's go. Sneaky, sneaky train Norwood. When he, he's on, he's gonna, smoky, yeah. a smoky pick. He's, right. He's going to be train Norwood's going to be in the slot, and they're going to throw like a like a what an out route or something like that. And Mac Jones won't see him. He's going to pick it off and go to the house like William like William Gay. That's wow. that's a pretty bold prediction. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say picks it off, but you're saying Willie Gay. Yeah, he'll right. go to the house, mate. Let's do that. Trey Norwood goes to the house, I think, for his first ever interception. I'm going to go Miles Jack. Two tackles for a loss, one interception. Yeah, I like that. Two, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll be in the backfield for sure. You want to see him get, get an interception too? Yeah. All right. He's Max Jones. He's picking that off straight out. Is he going to have trouble? Mac, this is a hard game for Mac Jones, right? I think so. Actually, I'm going to go... I'm going to go two TF... Oh, he got one last week. I feel like that's dodge for me only going two. I'm going to go three tackles for a loss, one interception. There you go. I'll, I'll make Are we doing hard. scores as well? You want to give our, give our scores out? Yeah, give a score prediction. Yeah, it. I reckon I reckon 16-10. For some reason, I think... I, and I got mine almost 16, right last 10. week. Yeah, I got... I picked 23-21 last week, and it goes 23-20. <laughs> Steelers, so I'm going 16-10. I don't think our offense can score uh, that well, and I think we can hold them. So 16-10, Steelers. I go... I'm going 23... uh, 23-20, Steelers. Exact same score. <laughs> Something actually inside feels feels 26, 20 to the Steelers. With but, uh with with two with Actually two no, I'm gonna go, goals. yeah, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna stick with my what I had in my head, 26 20. 26, 20. Okay. I like that. But I want it I want it, it's on record that if they, it is 23 20, I should say that too. That'd be crazy. The exact same score two times in a row. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots can score more than 20. But it depends on, you know, how the Steelers, how long the Steelers actually hold the damn football for. Yeah, and can they score more than 20? That's why I went 16. I don't think they can. No, no. but I thought about like four field goals, four field goals and two TDs. Oh, like Bozzy is money. Boz is money, isn't he? He's money in, in uh, Akershaw. Yeah. Pines Field. He's, I mean. he's money over that yeah. way. He could yeah. be one of the, he could be MVP. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've put the Steelers' defense back in this week in fantasy. I I subbed them out. Oh, how did last you miss week. out? You missed out on like hundred points. I I, know, I missed. It was the end of the league. I'm in with the BTC guys. I missed out on twenty points. I picked. Well, I picked. Oh. I have the Ravens D on my bench, right? And I put Ravens D against the Jets, right? And so, but okay. yeah, when mm. this and so the Ravens D got twelve points, but I was pretty upset because like so I put the Steelers D back in, but <laughs> it needs to perform. They're gonna, they, in my opinion, though, they should be able to, unless Bill Belichick has a plan yeah. to really take care of him, they should be able to take care of Mac Jones. Like, they fire up. Let's go. It's home, home, you know, it's home 100%. field. Fire up. 100%. Fire up. Exactly. 
With that, that's going to wrap up this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. Marky D, as always. Go, Steelers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.